we are here today with Maria Wingard. Woohoo! <laughs> hey, ladies. <laughs> hey. Maria was born in Florida and then moved to Youngstown, the, as you said, mur murder capital of the United States the year I graduated. Thank God it's not that anymore. Amen. <laughs> amen. Because we are recording outside of Youngstown right now. And Audrey lives in Youngstown. Yeah. We lived in Youngstown. When, we, when I first mm -hmm. got married, I lived in Youngstown. You were born in Youngstown. So, <laughs> but uh, God has moved her now out to the greater Cleveland area. Yes. And Maria has a ministry, Hope Will Arise. You can Google her, hopewillarise.com. And if you're watching the video, they'll probably put it on the screen. And also tell me about... My podcast. Yes, your podcast, Bridging. So, yes, I have a podcast called Bridging Broken to Breakthrough, and I'm on all of the um, audio platforms. So you can find it wherever you find your podcasts. And I really talk about how Jesus bridges our brokenness to breakthrough, awesome. the breakthrough in him. Mm, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. So awesome. So Maria, you were on uh, our program before we recorded a long time ago on mm -hmm. New Creation Woman, but there's a topic that really got me excited and my daughter's <laughs> super excited about yeah. this topic. And I know, you know, we were just talking because you had been mentoring someone and uh, maybe you can tell more I'd like you to introduce the topic. Sure. So. Um, it is the mixture in the church. Um, this blend of witchcraft, which is really what it is, pagan practices. It's the uh, Jacob's wife, Rachel, sitting on her dad's idol. We have those people that are sitting on their idols, that mixture uh, without realizing it. You know, I don't think Rachel realized she had mixture. And we have people in the church they don't realize they have mixture. Right. And the Lord's really had me for the past year addressing the mixture in the church. Mm -hmm. and, and that you, was our phone call. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I found out you've been in a few churches. So yes. tell us about your journey oh, through so, different churches. Yes, I started out in an open Bible church, um, very charismatic. We believed in all of the gifts. Uh, that was until I was 18. And because we were the murder capital of the United States, uh, we we were on the South side and they basically said, we're gonna relocate. And they were in the process of moving to Austin town. The church. In, yes, the yes. church. In that transition, I also got married. And then I ended up at an assembly of God. I didn't proceed with my birth church. I ended up in an assembly of God church and smaller church, um, 100 to 200 people. And I got involved in all the alls. You know, I was in charge of the offering processors. I was co-leading the youth group. I was helping out in the food pantry. You get it, right? When you're a small church, you do everything. Yep. <laughs> Where you're needed, you go. Yep. And then the Lord called me to a bigger church. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. And this shows how wonderfully kingdom minded, minded the pastor was, he says, well, let's call over there. And he called over there. He's like, maybe you just need mentoring. So one of the ladies from that church started mentoring me. Mm -hmm. And about a year later, cause I really struggled with what I was hearing from the Lord to go there. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew, I just knew that I had to be at that church and I didn't know why. And I said, Lord, I will not do these to this people. You have got to fill every position because I'm so integral that mm -hmm. I, I can't yeah. leave them, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can't leave them in a lurch. Within 30 days, every position that I yes. had, somebody had filled wow. it. Wow. 
with, awesome. you know, like just yeah. like that. And that's yeah. God because that, that doesn't God. happen. <laughs> right. That was him really saying, yes. girl, you took a year. Like I'm done with this. Come on, let's get moving. Yeah. And so then I went to the larger church, which was still assembly of God. And that's where I met my now husband. So now I understand why I had to be there. Um, met him. And then about seven years ago, uh, we moved to the greater Cleveland area, but we are very much in the country. We're in Amish country and Mennonite country. And explain that because this program may be going into yes. countries that don't know what Amish or Mennonite is. So, okay. so there is a spectrum um, for the Amish and the Mennonite communities, and they have about as many denominations as we do. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. And uh, you have people from hyper-conservative to liberal mm -hmm. inside the, the denomination of the Amish and also with the Mennonite for the most part, most Amish, I think like 99.999% do not ascribe to any type of electronics. They don't use any of those things. No electricity, right? No electricity, not, no running water, like none of the amenities that we would use. They basically are off grid. So if your people know what that is, it means you have nothing servicing your house or your farm. They use horses. Um, they also believe you need to dress a certain way. Very conservative. Very right? conservative. Everybody wears the exact same thing. Your clothing looks the exact same as your neighbors. So everything is the same. Um, the Mennonite is a little bit different where you have some that are called beachy Mennonite, where they, they follow those practices of being off off grid, basically mm -hmm. all the way to the charismatic, like yeah. I am, like you are. Yeah. And so we have a, a spectrum. The nice thing about the Mennonite community is they believe in bottom up government. So mm -hmm. they believe your local church runs the show. We are in community together to support one another, mm -hmm. but you do your thing. I do my thing. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We're not going to tell you what to do. You don't tell us what to do. We're going to hold hands and walk together. And they use electricity. And they use electricity <laughs> and running water. But you will see, like we have people at our church because we are multi-ethnic. So we have all the ethnic groups, or at least a lot of them. Um, but inside of that, we have uh, Mennonites that wear the veil. Mm. So that would be um, like old Latin mass Catholic mm -hmm. wearing the, yep. the veil. The head, head covering. Yep, the, yeah, the head covering. I remember I had to wear one. Yeah. yeah. So they believe in that and they still wear it. We, there is no judgment. You know, you want to wear a veil. You don't want to wear a veil. You want to wear your Amish clothes or your Mennonite clothes. Um, we really believe in supporting people where they are in their journey That's awesome. with the Lord. Yeah. Um, it's just finding freedom, mm -hmm. you know, however that freedom looks for them encountering the Holy Spirit. Wow. So that's awesome. The Lord brought you to that church. Yes. Wow. That is so cool. So, so thank you for sharing that. Cause I wanted, you know, the people that are listening to the podcast to know that it's not like you've just come from one background and this is it. You have experienced a variety of different backgrounds. Mm -hmm as you have, and right. you've been in a few churches mm -hmm. too. Andrea, <laughs> yes. yeah. But Maria, the topic, let's get back to the topic. So it was about the church and the occult infiltrating the yes. church, right? And Mikhail, I know that's very dear to your heart also. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no secret, former yoga teacher, um, you know, yoga has brought me into chakras, brought me into the new age, brought me into essentially divination and witchcraft. 
Um, but you didn't know it. And, you know, I, I want to say that I didn't know it, but come on, when I was like cleansing my crystals and putting them on things that I called chakras and relying on them for healing, you know, I, <laughs> I was still calling myself a Christian, but, uh, I knew that that wasn't Jesus. You know what I mean? And, um, the, I think mixture that you talked about is one of the most deceptive things that could be happening right now in the world is that Christians are getting drawn to these things, right? Like I was drawn to them because they are told to be good or harmless, or that you can use them in addition to your Christianity. When like the whole word is it's only God, it's only Jesus. Like there's no Jesus plus, right? Like and um, when we try, when we try to start manipulating things like energy, for example, is it possible? I believe it is. You know, I experienced it. Like I, if you've ever had any uh, experience in that, the Reiki, the, it's real, right? Just like divination is real. Just like sorcery is real. I mean, Saul went to a medium. Did it work? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he saw Samuel. Samuel's like, now you're going to die. Yeah. Like, nothing good yeah. comes from that. Um and Mikhail, though, I think that was such a vital point that you brought up because growing up, we weren't taught that there was power in witchcraft. Right. So I'm, I'm very grateful you started the conversation there, that these things have power and that's why people are drawn to it. Yes. So thank you for bringing yeah. that up that yeah, way. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I agree. I mean, the same way I was told to just rebuke and renounce that and it's evil, but why? Right. And if it, if it wasn't, um, actually demonic, then why would God get provoked to jealousy when, when we yeah, engage in right. stuff like that? Yeah. And even in Deuteronomy, it says that he was provoked to jealousy by their foreign gods, mm-hmm. you know? Um, well, if those foreign gods hold no power, <laughs> those yeah. demons, that's what those are, by the way, Yeah. then why would he even care? And so these are things that break the heart of the father and they drive him to righteous anger. Right. Mm-hmm. And there is a lack of fear of God in the world today. Yeah, I mean, so because of this, traction that the new age and it's all good. And, you know, no one like the brimstone hellfire that we talk about every episode because it's no, because it's 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 lacking, lacking. you know, Mm -hmm. um, and it is a deceptive spirit. Mm -hmm. So it's going to mask as light. And in the end of the day, it's leading people to, to death. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's one thing that was really drilled into me in my Catholic upbringing were the commandments and the first commandment. Hello. Yeah. Thou shalt yeah. have no other God before thee. And when people start putting these different things mm-hmm. and, and they're even using them for healing, yeah. um, there are things that you know, I... It's yeah. Well, what are the things? (laughs) The second commandment, though, we've even done it in in our charismatic circles. Nobody talks about the second commandment. um, And I'm going to read it just so that we actually have it on record. Nobody talks about the fact that there's a blessing and a curse, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. you don't even think about that. No. Well, I was you reading Deuteronomy with Moses when he gave yes. out all the blessings and then all the curses. Yes. It's a long chapter. It is. There's yeah. a lot of curses. Yeah, there is. But we, we teach the Ten Commandments to people and we don't teach them that there is a blessing and a curse attached to one of them. So it literally says, don't use the name of the Lord your God in vain, right? Mm-hmm. But the, the second one, you know... Um, It says, um, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of slavery into Egypt. Never have any other God. Never make your own carved idols or statues that represent any creature in the sky, on the earth or in the water. Never worship them or serve them because I, the Lord, your God, am a God who does not tolerate. I punish children for their parents' sins 
to okay. the third and the fourth generation uh-huh. of those who hate me. Uh-huh. But I show mercy to thousands of generations of those who love me and obey my commandments. It's literally in the scriptures. Amen. It's literally in the 10 commandments. And we teach the 10 commandments without the iniquity mm-hmm. of idol worship because sin and iniquity are different. Mm. That iniquity is a higher consequence when we're actually doing something that provokes them to jealousy, right? Yeah. That yeah. true That's right. idol worship. To the worship. third and fourth generation. Yeah. And we see it. Yeah, we do. We see children. it. We, yeah. we do. see family. Well, he called it an entire faithless generation. He's like, you yeah. sons have and daughters of a faithless generation because yes. it's been washed out. So good. And, you know, these are the things that I feel like as, I mean, mothers, as women, as leaders in the yeah. community, um, Titus too, you know, yeah. it would be uh, unloving of us not to shed light on this stuff. And the lure that's snaring people is exactly that it does work. You know what I mean? And that it would be okay to experience that. Whatever it is, tuning forks, chakra balancing, like you you throw it at me, I've probably tried it, you know? And in the end of the day, like if you're manipulating anything, I believe that that's divination because I am not called to manipulate energy or creation. That's his job, right? And if I'm going to go for healing, I'm going to ask it from him alone. You know what I mean? Um, It's just a slippery slope. It is. And I think that's where people start to want to dabble into something else because they don't know what the Bible says. They haven't read it. So they're deceived and they can be led astray. You can't discern the Holy Spirit if you don't know what the word says to begin with. Yes. You know, and, and they, and I think there's a thought and an ideology today too, that, well, the Bible's for then. Oh, doesn't apply maybe now the there, there might be some new stuff that we can right. we can bring into it yet the bible says god's the same yesterday today and forever yes. if it's not in the bible we don't need to add it and back to deuteronomy it's funny you brought that up because that's what i was reading in and in verse um 12 verse 32 and he's talking about the laws and the commands and he says what things soever i command you observe to do it thou shalt not add thereto or diminish from it we don't need to add to the word of god this right. is it there's nothing more that needs to be said so if you're dabbling in something and is it in the bible if it's not walk away from it Amen. shut the door on it don't even let it take root in your heart god's very very specific about that not to let those spirits come in and, and sway you Amen. and a lot of people do cuz they don't know they don't get they it don't to see the what, what the word is to yes. begin with that's good